Hi, I'm Laura Boswell. And I'm Peter Keegan. And as always, we have the talented Mr B on sound. Welcome to Ask an Artist. Need help to take the leap and become a working artist, the sort that actually gets to make art and pay bills at the same time? Well, we're going to be here to tackle everything from finances to finding a gallery, self-doubt to social media, the everyday practical stuff that every artist needs to make a go of their career. Now, here in the UK, we have been plunged yet again into another lockdown, and quite rightly so. So we thought we'd spend this episode catching up, uh, myself and Laura, to find out exactly how we're doing. How are we feeling about being uh, constrained and restricted to our certain creative pursuits? And exactly how we're coping, both from a creative point of view, but also how it is affecting our business as well. So, Laura, hello, and how are you doing right at the moment? Hi, Peter. Yeah, we're okay. I mean, I would say okay is a good indicator, probably for most people. Going into lockdown for a third time, of course, is difficult because there's none of the adrenaline rush. It's now a slow plod. And as far as creatively, obviously nothing is happening outside of the home at the moment, Mm. but that doesn't mean that we aren't um, plugging away. So I'm very pleased to say that we are podcasting today. And how is the talented Mr. B? Is he he behaving himself? (laughs) Well, the talented Mr. B is a bit overwhelmed at the moment because not only is he trying to wrangle us all for the podcast, but he's also helping me to make yet another series of printmaking films for YouTube. So we're embarking on a new series for that. And this time it's showing people how to combine woodblock and lino together, which is a bit of an experiment for me as well as for everyone else. So that's that's going well. And I saw that he was making the uh, registration devices for you as well. He's sort of busy yes. producing those and selling that's those as That's right, well. yes, because we make this tabletop, or actually it goes in a press as well, this, this frame that holds everything in place while you do multi-block printing. And that's been very good, actually. We've sent an awful lot out. There are a lot of very happy printers out there whose prints line up um, and they're travelling around all over the world. So Ben is also making those himself. So not having your usual, I suppose, your shows, because, I mean, you're, you're very you're very busy in the way that you book your mm. diary with a show here mm. and, a, and a collection of work there. Because you haven't got these uh, milestones, if you like, in place this year, has this affected the way that you are creating your, you know, your groups and your batches and collections of printing? It has. It, it's changed my work completely over the year. What I've done instead is I've embraced the Artist Support Pledge uh, which is a scheme uh, introduced by artist Matthew Burrows that simply says that you sell art for under £200 and you reinvest 20% of any sale in the work of another maker or artist. So I've been producing prints at a price of £35, little prints and affordable, good quality prints, and I've been selling them under the scheme. And that's been very successful, but a very different way of working. So, mm. Peter, things have changed for you too. So let's look at what you're up to at the moment. Well, um, I'm talking to you today from uh, a new studio because since the last time uh, we have chatted that um, I've moved studios. Mm. So I was based at a National Trust site where I had my own 
studio and next door I had an art school and one of the the saddest things that you know this pandemic has brought is that it it has essentially seen the demise uh, of of this art school and of course Mm. it's the art school you know because it's where you've taught Mm. and I've you know had dozens of artists uh, come and teach and because Covid of course restricts the a possibility of bringing people from all across the UK and across the globe as well. We welcome so many students from overseas. That was something that you you just should and could not do. Um, and of course, there was so much uh, we could kind of keep that at bay with the, with the kind of government support. But we're now a year essentially mm. into this being paused, um, and yet there's still the overhead still continued of you know rent and insurance and bills. And of course, there comes a point where I just have to decide: is there a point where I need to pause and stop that. And we, Kimberly and I made that difficult decision. We thought, do you know what? We, we, we will have to pause that for the time being um, and to sort of, you know, go away and spend, I suppose, a period of recovery. Um, so I have found a new studio. I am geographically only three minutes from the previous <laughs> studio. So I am in a village hall on the first floor above a village hall. It's a lovely big a studio space it's lovely and warm I've got central heating for the first time in a studio so that's one good thing that's uh, occurred um, but it's been really quite stressful and quite challenging these last six months of of what has been five years of hard work and building up of you course. know a, a venue of where I am to see that disappear in within a blink of an eye so quickly but um, you are and you for are us to figure teaching? out what we're doing I'm right in thinking that yes. you are still teaching, aren't I? Yeah. So, like so many people, it's looking at what you do as a, in my case, as a creative artist, and seeing how well how can I reinvent this and do this in a different way. And of course, this is where Zoom, the the online video te- uh, platform, uh, sort of came into existence. Can you imagine? No one heard what a Zoom was. I wish <laughs> a we year had ago. chairs. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So it's um, you know, like I've thought that okay, well, I can't teach face-to-face. And we both know how essential and that important that is. But I found very quickly people were still very interested to have something to do because there are so many people at home who haven't got much to do. They are bored. They would otherwise have these creative pursuits and events booked in their diary that have been cancelled. And there's, there's still that want to engage and to learn and to have some, I suppose, structure and point to your uh, your week or your day. Um and that could be given via you know, teaching online. So I've, I I you know, dipped my toe into sort of doing a few things digitally. And now it is, it's sort of really filled my diary on a weekly basis where I'm doing either weekly Zoom classes um, to, to groups of people or I'm doing sort of demonstrations where people can tune in and sit down with a cup of tea or coffee and watch me for a, an hour and a half whilst I'm, you know, painting and teaching and imparting information. Now, of course, it's no substitute for being in the room with somebody and that kind of community and that kind of response and rapport that you gain with uh, someone but the fact that you can get so many people in your digital room you know as opposed to Mm. limiting to say 10 people in a classroom suddenly I can have 30 50 100 people all kind of watching and sort of participating by typing in the questions of which I can answer and it's amazing I thought it would never work. But I've been amazed, as have many of the people who have participated, that it does feel like you are in this sort of community space, albeit we're all on this little flat thumbnailed screen. Um, you do feel like you are kind of kind of connected uh, in this room. And the thing I've heard most is not only 
are they still getting that nourishment of creative purpose and drive and, and teaching and they feel like they're getting better but they have that purpose you know every friday morning at 10 o'clock when i start my classes everyone is accountable we all have to get up we all log on at the same time and we're all there all around the world sort of tuning in at the same time and there's something really quite nice about that having that in your diary as opposed to sort of wandering aimlessly from one day to the next not really quite sure what to do so uh, it's been a kind of a, a, an interesting transition but it's working kind of quite well considering the drastic change from you know being with people to a digital person instead so would you say that one of the things that's a positive about being a creative is this flexibility and lateral thinking of where you go next in terms of running a business. Because I know for a lot of our listeners out, out there, they will have lost opportunities hand over fist this year. Hmm. I think that the lessons I think we're hearing a lot, those people that will you know, survive and in some cases do very well, uh, over this this last year and, and and into this year as well, it are those people who are flexible and will see this as an opportunity for change and to reevaluate what they are doing and can they do this slightly differently and in some cases can they do what they were previously doing in a slightly better way? Mm. I think those individuals, organisations, and companies that are resistant to change and uh, to be inflexible are potentially the ones that will struggle the most you know very much through this very difficult period uh, but then we'll kind of I think will be injured afterwards whereas those that have adapted will take the wave of customer confidence and support uh, and, and relationship through them through this you know difficult period so I, I think you're right you need to have you need to see this in many ways as as an opportunity I mean it's, it's such a sounds a silly cliche to say but you know through hard times of hardship there are things there are good things that come out of you know difficult periods don't you find that with the way that you're you know working it's difficult but there are things coming out of it that you perhaps hadn't realized were benefits Absolutely. I think there are. But I think the other thing that it's important to say is that it's it's a slog. It's hard work. And you have to accept that this, for a lot of people, and certainly I know for you and for me, we're both exhausted because it is very relentless at the moment. One of the things that we've done is to very much focus on building an online presence and mm. keeping social media not just up to date with what I'm doing, but but providing meaningful, useful content all the time. And that is hard work. And also social media and YouTube, I see my role to encourage and to to be realistic. But it's not a place to, to sort of moan and complain and things like that. So there is a certain effort in just keeping mm. positive day in, day out and keeping the content interesting and giving away information that's useful. It all takes a lot of energy. So mm. I think certainly Mr. B and I, I mean, we just fall asleep if we sit down <laughs> at the moment, especially if we sit down somewhere warm. So in your studio, we'd be fast asleep at the moment. I mean, are you finding that, Peter? I am, yes, because in our in this third lockdown that we're currently in, uh, the, the schools are 
quite rightly close. So I have the pleasure of having my children back at home. And I know with so many people at home that as soon as the children come home, there goes any possibility or opportunity to to do uh, any artwork. So, you know, I'm sharing that responsibility with Kimberly. So suddenly my time has, you know, halved in the the things that I can do to, to generate uh, income, but also to, to find some time for me to do a little bit of art for my own mental health and my own enjoyment and own professional development. So, you know, there's, there are more plates spinning and it's, it's our job as, as parents and, and artists and business people to keep them all spinning and not falling and smashing. And it is, it is tiring. It is mm. grueling at times. It's fine. You know, I, I do, you know, we are, we are safe and we are very lucky and we are fortunate that that we are able to kind of keep isolated and, and keep within our kind of little safe bubble. And, you know, it, it's, it's sort of trying to see it in a different way that I'm not, you know, stranded and trapped at home. I'm safe at home. And, you know, I much rather feel safe where mm. I am as opposed to feel potentially in a more vulnerable position. Of course, so many people are. So, and, 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 and those occasions where I do uh, allow myself to delve into some painting is, a much needed and welcomed piece of escapism and art therapy and call it what you like that that I'm lucky that I uh, I draw great benefit from. Well, while we're on the subject of painting, Peter, let's introduce a little colour into this podcast. So Peter, I think you've got something a little different for us this week. Yes. Now, as all of you know, we have the lovely team of paint makers at Michael Harding sponsor our little podcast. But did you know it's not just paint that they make? Over these next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sharing some of the other studio essentials that Michael produces at his colour mill. And to kick us off, where better to start than the humble bottle of linseed oil. Now, linseed oil comes from the seeds of the flax plant, where people have been harvesting it for thousands of years, not only for its rich oily properties, but its ability to make linen, making it a very special gift from Mother Nature. So we artists owe a great deal to this beautiful little plant. And for artists, it's an essential makeup of oil paint, biting together the rich, high pigment of Michael's paints to produce the perfect, soft, buttery consistency that his oils are known for. Michael's linseed oil is special because it's both cold-pressed and refined, giving it a much lighter colour that won't darken your glazes or mixes. To use it, simply add a little linseed oil to your paints to increase the flow of your paint, ideal for gestural mark making. Alternatively, it's ideal for traditional glazing painting too, and those artists looking to work in thinner layers. And of course, it's available to you in convenient amounts of 100ml, 250ml or 1 litre bottles, a much needed addition to any studio table. Well, Peter, that linseed oil sounds gorgeous. Remember that you can find out all about Michael Harding's amazing selections of paints and mediums, along with a wealth of information at michaelharding.co.uk. And now we've had our colour picks. Let's return to the podcast. So, Peter, let's get down to specifics. What is it that you are offering to people? So um, this is a new thing for me. I've never really taught a weekly class. I don't know if you've ever done this, but all, all my courses have been kind of one-offs, you know, one day or two days or three days sandwiched together. But for the very first time, I'm doing this sort of weekly event. And as I said, it's, it's partly to give us all structure. It certainly gives me that kind of something to look forward to. So every Friday morning, I'm running a, a weekly art class. I'm in the middle of teaching a six-week portraiture class that is fully booked. But I am going to be doing a, uh, a figurative uh, workshop for, I think it's five weeks, uh, which starts in the middle of February. Um, and people can tune in. And we either, you know, can either paint along uh, with me. I email sort of photographs in advance so people can choose them. Then at the end of every lesson, I write up the 
notes that we've just gone through with lots of step-by-step photographs and then email it back to all the participants. So then whilst they're carrying on with the painting that week, they can look through the a bit like a recipe. Then they can sort of check the hitting at those stages. And I also give um, all the participants the link to re-watch the video um, seven days from when the, the, it took place. So for those people that can't tune in at 10 o'clock on the Friday morning, uh, they can watch at their own time, at their own leisure, uh, according to their kind of work commitments and so on. Um, so I'm doing that on, uh, I'm doing a figurative course. I'm also doing one on still life painting, which is uh, starting, I think, in a couple of weeks time, which should be very exciting. Um, and I'm doing some in the morning, but also some in the evening as well, because I know there's some people um, on the other side of the Atlantic who, of course, can't tune in on the morning for us. So if I do them in the evening, then other people can uh, tune in as well. So if they want to find out more information about that and some of the demonstrations I'm doing, which are just simple one to two hour uh, examples of painting, I'm doing a few on portrait painting soon. Um, if you go onto my website, which is peterkeegan.com, there'll be be able to find all the uh, information on there. So you're doing something a bit different, aren't you? Because you're you're you dwell into the world of uh, YouTube, isn't that right? That's absolutely right. So the way we've gone is, I have a crowdfunding page, and if people want to chip in with a small donation, that's fantastic. But at the moment, what we're doing is to produce series of films uh, on printmaking that are free at source. And then I make prints, which I sell for the artist support pledge on the back of that, which is kind of how we finance it. I mean, I think what we felt about it when we started was that like you, it was good to provide something that was regular. So our films come out at the moment on Mondays and Thursdays. And also to give a resource to young people who are maybe struggling with attending education at the moment or maybe couldn't afford to do a paid course, things like that. And by crowdfunding it, it helps us keep it free at source for people who haven't got the money. So that's the approach we're taking. But that said, we are selling prints um, and we sell a printmaking device, all of which is available on my website. Um, and I've got a bit of a special one coming out for Valentine's Day. I'm doing a, a limited edition print so that people can give an original present for Valentine's. So um, that's going to be part of the series on YouTube. A cheeky bit of editing to produce a different print from the one that I'm working on in the film. So that's going to make a couple of really interesting tutorial videos as well as a really beautiful print. So there's that. Fantastic. And the other thing that I'm doing, which is very behind the scenes, is I'm deep into writing a big book about reduction lino cut. And that is with Crowwood Press, who commissioned me to write my Making making Japanese Woodblocks book, which is already out. And I'm very pleased to say they came back and they've let me have a whole bigger word count this time around. So we're writing, uh, I'm writing, and then we are, Mr. B and I are going to take a load of photographs for the book as well. So I'm deep, deep in looking at laminated steel blade cutting tools at the moment. <laughs> um, it sounds like there's there's more than enough to keep the talented Mr. B uh, busy and in uh, in his cheese and crackers and wine. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's that's very much keeping us going at the moment. Fantastic. Well, um, our takeaway today, of course, is just to everyone to keep 
to keep safe, uh, to keep uh, happy. And of course, in in some ways, if you're able to carve out any time uh, for yourself to be creative, then all the better. And if you're able to to be flexible and to see this difficult uh, situation as in some way new opportunities to reinvent yourself, then potentially all the better. And if any of you are interested in finding out what Laura and I are up to over these next few months, remember to check out our website. My website is peterkeegan.com and Laura's is lauraboswell.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can catch up with all the stuff we've covered during this episode and all our previous episodes in our show notes at askanartistpodcast.com. And thank you so much for all of your support, comments and subscriptions to the podcast. <laughs>